Welcome to the Parenting with Impact podcast with your hosts, Elaine Taylor-Klaus and Diane Dempster, co-creators of ImpactParents.com, an online community, award-winning blog, and service organization, helping parents all over the world to raise complex kids become capable, independent adults. Hi, everyone. Elaine and Diane here. And we know that you want your complex kids to grow up to be happy and independent. And yet you're not always sure how or when to help with that. In this podcast, we'll encourage you to collaborate with all kinds of complex kids and support them in navigating life and learning. And we'll interview leading experts from around the world, as well as parents in our own community, talking about how training for parents actually helps these complex kids. We'll talk about the issues we hear parents struggling with all the time and how a coach approach can support and empower your amazing young people. We won't tell you what to do. We're going to help you figure out how. So let's move on to the next conversation. Hi, everybody. Welcome back to another conversation with us, Elaine and Diane, on the Parenting with Impact podcast. Um, Today, we're talking about another favorite topic of ours that we think is really important to talk talk about. Whose agenda is it? Well, and and I think it's funny because I don't think people realize this is the punchline. Whose agenda is it is the punchline, not the problem, right? So it's just sort of I'm trying to think about what you might be thinking about is like, okay, I'm having a hard time getting my kid to dot, 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 or why can't he just dot, 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 or I don't understand when I asked when my kids said, yeah, they would do it. And then they didn't do it. Right. It's just sort of, so those are kind of three examples of where the punchline might be. Whose agenda is it? Right. Whose idea is it that they do this in the first place? Are they do you do you, do you think it's important? Do they think it's important? Is it some should that's expected of them? And that's not that we don't do things that are expected of us. Like, you know, that's not what I'm saying. Yeah. yeah. But but understanding agenda. Agenda is kind of a catchword for ownership, right? And yeah. Ownership buy-in. I mean, all of those sorts of all things that stuff tie in together. Right. Well, and I think that. When our kids are younger, I mean, this is the thing. It's like, I want to preface this by saying, if something's your agenda and not your kid's agenda, it doesn't mean you can't find a way to have it happen, but you're going to approach it very differently. If you want your kids to do chores on Saturday and they're like, mom, I don't care about chores. I don't want to do chores. You're going to approach it very differently because you know that it's not, it's your agenda, not their agenda, right? And, And there may be times that we want, them to do it a certain way. So doing it a certain way may be our agenda. How they do it may be our agenda, which is a whole other flavor of this. So I feel like we need to back up. Yeah. Yeah. I feel like we need to back up a little bit. Okay. Cause we're like, this is language we're really familiar with, right? Whose agenda is it is about, and I remember, and we're gonna. I'm gonna put a link in the in the show notes to the podcast episode we did on the four phases. Yeah. When we started, we started talking about agenda a lot. When we started talking about the four phases, right? The director, the collaborator, director, collaborator support, supporter, and champion. champion. And what we realized is that those four phases that our kids need us to be in, on some level, have to do with who's owning the the agenda of whatever it is we're trying to do. So when we're in director mode, we're pretty much owning the agenda. When we're in collaboration mode, we're starting to share the agenda with our kid. We see it needs to be done, but they're also accepting that it needs to be done. Or we're in the process of getting them 
to be to be accepting, accepting that, it, that it needs we're to including be. them in that process right. right we're not just directing and then support me when we move into support that's because now they're it's their agenda they see it as theirs and they're asking for help in some way note our previous episode on asking, asking for, for help. help right and then um and then champion is is when they're kind of totally in their lead and we're um encouraging them on but so agenda has to do with with who sees it, what they see as, as their responsibility in the first place, mm-hmm. right? And so my kid may know it's their job to go to school, but they're not coming home. One kid's not coming home and saying, let me get to my homework, mom. I want to make sure I get it done. Well, I've got another kid who is coming home and saying, I got homework to do, right? That's because one owns the agenda of school differently than the other. Right. Is that a good example? Yeah, no, it is. And I think that the the question becomes what's important about it. So the first thing that's important about it is is when you're looking, if you're looking at any particular area and we, and we should link to uh, the episode about taking name, because we want to you want to take you want to look at this at a situation specific level, because it, what's going on over here with regard to getting homework done might be completely different than what's going on over here to get dressed in the morning, just as two examples, right? It's a sort of, but you want to look at the situation and say, okay, so what's going on? What's going on here? I'm having a hard time getting my kid to blah, blah, blah. Or my kid's having a really difficult time with blah, 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 right? It's a sort of using your example. My kid's having a really hard time getting involved in their homework or getting their homework done. One of the questions to ask is where are they on ownership of doing it yeah yeah and do they see it as theirs are they just doing it because you agree to it here's another example like i know i've had it done happen a million times where it's like can you take care of x like can you can you get the trash out can you feed the dog can you and the kids are doing something else and they're like yeah 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 Mm -hmm. and then it doesn't get done and then i get aggravated because it's like well you said you were going to well i didn't have their attention i didn't really have their buy-in or ownership they were kind of saying it to placate me and and move on and so it was really my agenda that whatever it was happened and if i didn't fully enroll them in making sure it was their agenda then it was very as likely to not get done as it was to get done yeah well and then and then tying back to that the thing that i was saying earlier it may be also that the way they do it, it's just sort of, okay, so yeah, I know that it's my homework. You want them to come home and do it when they get home and, and check it off their list. Well, and of course, if you checked it off your list, you'd have all this time to do all these other things afterwards. And in their mind, it's like, well, it's not the end of the day. And so until it's the end of the day, I don't need to do my homework. And so or I'm going to do it really fast and get it done. So I don't, right. Yeah, so right. we want them to do it well, and they may see it as doing it good enough. Right. Or wait, there was another example I was just thinking about. I'm afraid I lost it. I might have to come back to it. There is there. Oh, I know what it was. It was folding clothes. Right. Mm-hmm. So I, I used to have this whole thing about the way that I managed laundry in my house when my kids were younger was I, I would I would do the laundry and everybody had their own basket. And if they were sitting and watching TV or whatever playing and there was laundry to be folded, they needed to fold it. And that we kind of had a, a routine with it. The key was. I had to not care about how they folded it. Mm-hmm. If it was getting folded, if it was getting put away, I had to let that be good enough 
so that they could own the agenda. Because if it was, you not only have to fold it, but you have to fold it right and do it the way I think it was. They were going to kind of say, why bother? Like they were going to let go of owning the agenda because no matter what I do, I can't do it right anyway. Well, so and we then- make sure we give them space to have the agenda by not micromanaging and not microcontrolling. So part of this is not just the thing, but it's the how you do the thing. I remember coaching a family and it was around getting help around cleaning up the kitchen at the end of the day. And dad was like, I help every night. What's the problem? And and in mom's mind, the standard dad was doing the bare minimum and dad wasn't modeling a real clean kitchen to the kids. And so mom was frustrated because even though dad was helping and getting the kids to help, they weren't doing it. I mean, it's like there's this dynamic because not only do we want something done, but we kind of want it done our way. Yeah, we want it done. Yeah. And again, it's this sort of, it's not that it's not okay to have an agenda for our kids. Right. It's just that if it's your agenda and not their agenda, one of the keys to helping that along is motivation, right? It's just sort of, so you might need to add a reward or add a consequence or add one of the, go back and listen to our episode on motivation, motivation. on pinch, right? It's this sort of, you may need to say, okay, so yeah, I want you to do this. And if you do, we'll play afterwards, right? It's just, I mean, going back to the, the homework after school thing, it's just sort of, if you say add motivation, hey, if you get your homework done, then we can go watch a movie together. That may be your agenda that they do it now, but you've added something to get their buy-in, which does bring it to more of a shared agenda instead of it just being something you want them to do. Well, and so it occurs to me, we're using a lot of examples for younger kids. So I want yeah. to pull this to teens and, and young adults, because actually this is super, super important when we're parenting yeah. teens and, and young adults, because the older they get, the more they actually have a separate agenda that's not ours. And they get a little annoyed and resentful that we come in there assuming that they have no other agenda than whatever it is we think that they should do. So we come in, whether it's a teenager or a young adult, and they're sitting, let's say they're playing a video game, they're actually pursuing their agenda of playing this video game. And then we come in and say, can you take the trash out? Can you, have you done your homework? Have you called the school about this? You know, you're registering for classes next month. Have you gone out and applied for a job? Whatever. You know, by the way, we're probably interrupting them, you know, which is probably not the most kind and considerate thing to do because they're in the middle of something hyper-focused on it. But we forget they're a separate autonomous individual human being who has their agenda. We may not appreciate their agenda. We may not like it. We may not agree, agree with, it. with it. Yeah. But they have an agenda. They're they're pursuing their agenda. And we come in as if it doesn't matter and then expect them to take on our agenda. And the older they get, the more resentful of that they get and the more controlled they feel by that. Well, one example I can think of um, when one of my kids was a teen, um, we had a curfew with regard to technology, right? It's just sort of at a certain time, it was time to get off of technology. And this particular kid was like going against the agreement over and over and over again. And I'd come in in the middle of the night and they'd be on the phone or the text or whatever with a, a friend. And, you know, we're having, I had a curious conversation. I'm like, what's, what's going on, what right? Is going on had, here? What is going on here? I thought we had an agreement. You're having a hard time adhering to the agreement. Are we not clear? Are we what? What's really going on here? Found out 
like one of their friends was going through a really tough time and was texting them in the middle of the night and they were really afraid for the friend. And so their agenda is, I don't care what the rules are. I'll break whatever rule because right now my friend's friend's in trouble. Yeah. And, and yes, my kid could have come to me and said, Hey, I got to break the family rule on technology instead of just doing it. But the reality is that if I recognize that kid's agenda, part of what you can do is to say, how do I help my kid achieve their agenda and at the same time accomplish what maybe I want for them at the same time? Well, here's what jumps out at me as I'm hearing you say that, Diane, right? And that's that what we want for our kids is for them to pursue a life with their own agenda. We want them to become independent and self-directed and self-guided. And while, you know, I I keep coming back to video games because it's the most common example we get, we may not appreciate that agenda as much as they do. Um, They are digital natives in a way that we're not. It's a part of the world. Digital digital literacy is a thing for them. It's important for them. Um, It does give them a lot of skills that are going to support them later in life. But more importantly, I think, um, if we want them to become autonomous, independent adults, we have to start respecting that they have autonomous thoughts that are different from ours and wants and needs and desires and get curious about what it, what is important to them yeah. instead of deciding that what they're doing is not important because they're not getting their schoolwork done, applying for a job, whatever it is we think is important to them. Well, and I think that, I mean, you're talking about, we're talking about teens. Let's move into young adults in a minute, because what you were saying is about the distinction between wanting from our kids and wanting for our kids, right? It's just sort of the one thing I think about, and it's been a huge problem in my family is our kids getting enough sleep, right? It's Mm -hmm. a sort of at least one kid that's really struggled with sleep management since they were really little. And it's like, I'm sorry, folks, you cannot make somebody else sleep. Sleep, no. You can't. And it's like, yeah, but they're on their computer until four in the morning and blah, blah, blah. And so we try to solve the problem we think we have, which is they're not getting enough sleep with a ruler agreement, which is against their agenda, which is they want to be on the computer with their friends instead of figuring out, well, do they want to get more sleep? I mean, it was when my kid finally got old enough that they were having a really hard time at work. They're like, well, I'm having a hard time. I'm having a hard yeah. time. I need to figure out how to get more sleep. Yeah. It's that sort of sometimes it's not, I want to say this gently. Sometimes it's none of our business. <laughs> you know, I, I, I hate to say it that way, but particularly if you've got a, a, an adult kid and a lot of us live with adult kids and there's a whole other episode on living with an adult kid a parent the other day, my kid's making dinner at two o'clock in the morning. It's not healthy that they're eating dinner at two o'clock in the morning. I'm like, well, that's true. That's true. But if it's not an imposition to you, if it's, you know, it's like, okay, so if you're getting up in the morning and the kitchen is completely full of dishes and you have to weed through it to try to make your own breakfast, or if they're waking you up in the middle of the night, banging pots and pans, that's a problem. That's a problem for you. Them eating dinner in the middle of the night, and I always imagine, imagine they were in their own apartment and they're eating dinner at two in the morning. You had no idea they're eating dinner at two in the morning. You might care, but it's kind of none of your business. Well, so, so, yeah. One of the things we've come to in this group is we care so much that it's hard not to worry. 
Yes. And we see what would be good for them or what would be helpful for them or what would make be better for them. And it's really important. One of the the moms said in a group today, I have to let go of being so sure of of the help that they need, Mm -hmm. that my kid needs. Like, I think I know what's best for them. And we do think we know what's best for them. And we may not be wrong, but we have to help them find it, help them discover it. When they, if they discover it, when they discover it, they will own it differently than if we try to direct them or tell them. And, you know, another mom was saying, when I think I'm being helpful and they think I'm being controlling, we're not really getting anywhere. No. Well, and I think that that's the piece of it is that we got to get our head around what is our role in the first place, right? Is this mm-hmm. sort of, our kids are on their own journey. And if, we feel like it's our job to make sure that they do it this way. We're likely to, it's not to make this wrong. I mean, I think that this is the piece of it. It's like, I don't want to make it wrong and it's going to create friction, right? It's just sort of, if we're trying to move our kids in a particular direction, instead of, it's the difference between, um, what, what is it? Like walls and fences, right? It's just sort of, if it's like this sort of, I'm trying to get them to do it like this versus I'm trying to give them space to figure out how they want to do it. Yeah. And they have to be able to make mistakes in that process and figure it out. Yeah. Um, that's why I think the four phases is so powerful because it's about transferring ownership and agenda step by step and giving them a chase, a, a chance to practice it without feeling judged around it. And so well, often yeah. parents come to us and they say, you know, I can't get my kid to. Yeah. One of the questions I ask is, well, what's in it for them? Mm-hmm. Right. What's important about it to them? And if there's nothing important about it to them and there's nothing in it for them, then it's kind of understandable why they're not holding that agenda. Yeah. Right. What were you going to say? Well, I was going to say that, I mean, there's so many moving pieces here. And what I want to take us back to as we kind of close up is that this is one of the tools in your toolbox. If you're struggling with a situation with your kid is to ask Whose agenda is it? Whose agenda is it? Right. And it, and it may be about agenda. It may be about motivation. It may be about executive function. I mean, all of these things kind of in, interplay between yeah. it, each other. I mean, and I was just thinking as you were talking, it's like a, a mom this week and it's like, well, is he not doing it because it's my agenda or is he not doing it because he really doesn't want to do it? Or is he not doing it because he doesn't have the executive function to do it, right? It's, or he doesn't know how to do it. Or he's he doesn't know how to do, do it, it right? Exactly. Yeah. Or he's frozen with overwhelm and perfectionism, right? It's a sort of, there are so many pieces here. And so asking whose agenda is it is just one tool to go, okay, wait, let me check. Make sure that I'm getting, taking the time to get the buy-in or to bring in the motivation or to get the ownership or wherever I am and make sure that we're, Cross checking that box off, or at least considering that box as we're solving whatever the challenges that we're dealing with with our kids. Yeah. So, so one more thing's coming to me as we wrap. I was I was talking to a client this morning um, who has a middle school daughter who is is often coming to her and saying, "You kind of tell me what to do, mom." Now I know this is a problem a lot of us wish we had. Yes, exactly. <laughs> right? But in fact, the problem is this kid's always saying, tell me what to do, tell me what to do. And so we were talking about how do we shift it from the mom directing the kid to enrolling the kid and beginning to figure out her agenda, you know, and we, we talked about this notion of, of making 
problem solving or fixing an invitation to them, not assumption that we're going to answer it, but but to make it more guided or invited rather than directed. So to be able to play back, it's like, what is important to the, to you about this? Or what's in it for you? Or what do you, what options do you think you have? There are a lot of questions that you could shift to. So whether your kid is asking for too much help or not asking for enough help, either way, if you look at how do you help them begin to feel confident in owning the agenda, then you can begin to support them in exercising that. But we want we want yeah. them to have a sense of ownership of, of whatever agenda it is, because that's where the real magic happens. Well, and it takes us back to trust and relationship, which is what where we were last time when we were talking about asking for help. Yeah. Your kids having a hard time taking something on as their agenda there's some real possibility that they don't feel confident that you won't jump back in or they, or they don't trust themselves to be successful or they've got some perfectionism going on. I mean, there's all kinds of moving pieces here that make it hard for somebody to take something on as their agenda. And so be gentle with it, be curious about it. That that's, that's the main tool that always comes up for me here is like, what are all the things that might be going on in this situation and how do I, Start peeling the onion a piece at a time. And, and my reminder is, and this is where I always go, is our journey is to be with them on their journey yeah, and to support them and guide them and encourage them and enroll them and, and help them find their agenda and pursue their agenda and to accept that sometimes their agenda is not going to be what we think it should be, but to help them make the best choices they can for what they think they want for themselves. And um, that does require a fair amount of letting go sometimes. And that doesn't mean surrendering, but it does mean allowing their agenda to be as important as ours for them. Yeah, maybe it's the yes and. How do I help them achieve their agenda and influence mine into the process? Yeah, when appropriate. Awesome. All right, everybody. Thanks for what you're doing for yourselves and for your kids. You know, you know, or you wouldn't be listening. You know, it makes a difference. Take care, everyone. You've been listening to the Parenting with Impact podcast with Elaine and Diane. For more information on the Impact Parents community or to join Sanity School for Parents, please visit impactparents.com. If you like what you've heard, please share this podcast with friends who need similar guidance and subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts. For the essentials of Elaine and Diane's coach approach to parenting, download a free tip sheet at impactparents.com slash podcast. Behavior therapy training for parents is actually recommended as a first-line treatment for complex kids. For information about Sanity School, our training program for parents or teachers, which has helped thousands of families around the globe, visit impactparents.com slash sanity school. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.